hey guys, do you find it difficult sometimes to wait for your girl to come? I know that happens a lot because there is an orgasm gap. Women take a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's okay because there is a solution and that's promescence delay spray. Now, I know what a lot of guys are thinking like, oh, I don't have a getting it up problem, but promescence delay spray is not just for guys with PE. It's for any guy that wants to last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it's not going to totally numb you out and it's not going to transfer to your partner. Speaking of your partner, Promescent has products for women too. I love their warming gel. They have buzzing gel. They have supplements for both men and women that'll make you not only feel good, but make you hornier. They also sell lube and condoms. They have a sex toy section. They have everything you need and you're going to get 15% off your whole order. All you got to do is go to promescent.com slash strictly anon. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon. You're going to get 15% off your whole order. Okay. So order up. You could also just go to the description and click on the link and 15% is going to be automatically applied to your whole order. That's promescent.com slash strictly anon. Thanks Promescent for sponsoring my show. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, not if you want to, just go follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you're on YouTube or even if you're not on YouTube, go subscribe to my show on YouTube because that is where you could talk about the episodes. And I've been doing lives about the episodes. Like I've been going on YouTube live and like just having conversations with my diehard listeners over there or my diehard subscribers over on YouTube. And it's kind of fun. It's just something I just started. So if you want to talk about an episode after it airs, go sign up for my YouTube channel and then you could be a part of my lives. Uh, It's my YouTube channel, Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You'll find it there. Same thing like you find it here. If you're listening on a podcast app, whether it's Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, anywhere, make sure to subscribe to my show and leave five-star review if you love my show. <laughs> if you don't, bye-bye. <laughs> if you want to be on the show, this is, uh, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous here, okay? I change everybody's voices. You change people's names. You could call me from a block number. I don't really need to know exactly who you are. I just want to hear your true story. So if you want to be on the show, you could DM me on Instagram or Twitter at Strict Anonymous. You could email me strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or you could just go to my website strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. What else? I don't think there. Oh, if you want to call into my confessions hotline, I'm still just gathering these confessions. You remain anonymous on there too. You could call my confessions hotline. 24-7. The number is 347-420-3579. That's 
You got four minutes to leave a message there. If you need longer, just call back. But make sure you're in a quiet place and try to talk clearly because most of the confessions there I can't even use because I can't even understand people. It's hard, you know, without me there guiding you. But go call that. All of the information that I just gave you is in the description. Okay, so today I have on Lucy. Lucy's great. She's super young still, but she has done a lot, okay? This is a girl who has from the get-go been super open with herself and others about what she's been into. She's into a lot of kinky things. She was always into girls. She's been straight up bisexual from a young age and always open about that. Uh, She eventually met the guy she's with now, and they had a lot of back and forth, in the beginning of the relationship that she talks about. And during that back and forth, they created some baggage in that relationship that showed up and was still there when they started to actually really date. And that baggage was jealousy. There was jealousy on her side because he had cheated on her. There was jealousy on his side because he could tell she was like really into women. She's almost into women more than guys. And she had actually been with more women than him. Okay. And, uh, but they were able, what's interesting about their situation is they were able to take that jealousy and that baggage that they had and turn it into like a hot scenario. Okay. They are turned on now by watching each other get it on with other people. Now, how did they transition into the couple that was like super jealous of the couple that's like totally down? She tells that whole story. It's not a, a straight line it's messy, uh, but it's real life. And that's what I love. I love stories like this because I think that you could really learn from them. Uh, she talks about the how they first started with threesomes with other women. That's where her whole cuck queen scenario came in. First, she started to mock that with her guy, have him like talk about being with another girl. When she realized like that really worked for her, she decided to have those threesomes with him with another woman. And they had a couple of those. They made some rules and regulations. They broke them. <laughs> but she talks about this, this, the specifics of all their threesomes, who they did it with, uh, what they were into, what went down, and how they messed up. But then what was interesting is her guy started to fantasize about him watching her with a guy. And it came out that he had a little bit of a cuckold thing himself and maybe like a whole by side. She started pegging him. She's down with that. She's a little dumb. She's kind of a switch, actually. That's what she says. So then they decided to like do full swapping. And they had some issues with full swapping because they're a very young couple in the lifestyle. You know, they're super young, like in their 20s. And they're very aware of the fact that a lot of older couples are just wanting to hook up with them because they're super young and they're not into that. So they've had a hard time finding other couples to do the full swap with, but they did have one full swap with a couple they met online and they talk all about that hot scenario. She's really into reclaiming sex. They're exhibitionists. They're now both by sexual or he's by you know he's by curious she's very bisexual really her ultimate fantasy would be to have her boyfriend and also have a girl in the mix because she's very down with girls they're now looking for a bi couple so her guy could fulfill his fantasies um but anyway like i said it's a super interesting story because it's very real it's not perfect and i think that you could learn from it so anyway i'm gonna be right back on with lucy 
Oh, and she sent me in pictures. Okay, all the girls nowadays are sending me in pictures, which is great. So if you want to see pictures of Lucy as well as pictures of like all my past female guests, anonymous pictures, not X-rated pictures, but R-rated pictures, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. That link is in the description. I'll be right back on with Lucy. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Lucy. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for coming on because you found me and DM'd me, I think, on Instagram. And, you know, you're very young, but you got into a lot. You've done a lot of things, not got into. You are into a lot of things. You've done a lot of things. You've been with a guy since like the get-go because like I said you're still super young you've been with this guy a long time but you're like only like in your early 20s but you guys have really dabbled in the lifestyle quote-unquote cuck queen queening all kinds of stuff that we're going to talk about threesomes right and I know that you said like you feel like you guys are like you know in the swinger scene you guys are like super young or always like the youngest people out there are you guys going to clubs and stuff or how do you know that you guys are the youngest quote unquote swingers around? Um, so we haven't been to any clubs or anything like that yet. We've kind of like dabbled in like looking into a few, mm-hmm. um, but really just the opportunity hasn't popped up where we live is pretty like religious, I would say. So there's not a lot of opportunities outside of private parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we haven't dabbled in clubs yet, but we do have an invitation to one. We did just move, so it'll it'll be happening within the coming weeks, probably. Right. Um, but mainly just online in our little society, uh, we've kind of realized how much older the community tends to be. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. I think most people have an idea of what swingers are, and they typically skew old when you think, if you're thinking about the swinger couple, right? You're not thinking about people in their early 20s, though I always say on my show, and I think it's very true that the younger generation is way more open-minded. I mean, look, here you are super young, and you've already tried so many things, and you were like, you know, open enough to share them with your boyfriend from the get-go and then he started to share things with you. So why don't you start from the beginning and tell me how it all started? Sure. Um, So my partner and I actually met in church, funny enough, when I was a freshman and he was a junior in high school. Um, and And we dated for about six months. Obviously, it was like we were both very young and it just didn't work out. So after about six months, things ended and we kind of went our separate ways for a few years. But every time that we caught each other, like not in a relationship with someone else, we would hook up. And I ended up like dating one of his really good friends and he hated me for it. And then we tried to reconcile a couple times uh, before we officially got back together and it just never worked out we both just didn't trust each other um I was a very free-spirited and sexual person from a very young age and he was in a committed relationship on and off again um and then after I graduated high school and he was out of school we both found ourselves single again and started chatting online 
and uh, ended up meeting up and hooking up. And I kind of just never left his house after that point. <laughs> so we officially got back together about four years ago and um, just immediately started to live together and stuff. And it was super toxic at first. Uh, we were both very like there was a lot of mistrust in the relationship there was a lot of baggage that we were trying to work through while also being like basically horny teenagers together again Mm -hmm. and so the the whole relationship at that point was just a struggle and after a while um and he's he's also very vanilla I've always been more like experimental um the first time we ever had sex it was anal and i you were the one that brought it up a lot more experience right yeah so um and another thing is i'm also bisexual i've been very open about my sexuality since i was very young um and i've actually been with quite a few more women than i have men have Um, you been with more women than he has (laughs) now Yes. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um, and, and I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a push and a pull. He has been with other people. He's just had sex more in committed relationships. And mm-hmm. I, when I wasn't in a committed relationship, I was fucking around. So, um, and so when we got back together officially, it kind of felt like he was a little bit jealous that I had more sexual experiences than he did and um and felt a little bit threatened by the fact that I do have a pretty strong preference for women uh from a physical standpoint I love eating pussy I love tits I love ass and I just it's hard for me to find a a guy attractive to be quite frank um so I think that that was a little bit of misalignment. I'd also had threesomes with two girls and two guys before, and he'd never had that experience. And so we were just like not quite on the same level, and it did cause some contempt. Yeah, Um, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Because you were very open about all this stuff with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He knew about it all, and... And I was very jealous and protective over him, and he was the same way over me. And so the communication about, like, even wanting to explore those avenues with each other and not just have it be something of the past was very closed off. But what Um, were you jealous of? Because I get where he was coming from, because you were very upfront, you were super open-minded, you had had so many sexual experiences. What did you find yourself getting jealous when it came Um, to him he so the first time we ever dated when we were like kids basically he ended up cheating on me is how that relationship ended okay so So i had a lot of trauma from that Yeah, yeah 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 of course yeah that's hard to trust somebody who has already you betrayed your trust so you're like exactly so you're even though it's been so many years later you're still picking up from that that's the baggage that you spoke of yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I and I would find like fake accounts on his um, social media profile, like fake social media profiles, yeah. just where he would like be adding random girls and stuff like that. And 
I never really got an explanation as to why. And so I just, <laughs> you know, I had no trust. And I do think it was in part because of that uh, difference in experience. I think he was seeking out those different experiences because he knew that we were committed again. Mm-hmm. And, and that's totally understandable in, in retrospect. But in the moment, I was pretty pissed off. Yeah, it's interesting that you're, you know, you guys as a couple went from that place where two people are both really jealous about, you know, their partner wanting or being with other people to being a couple that is allowed to be with other people and has an open relationship, you know? Yeah. And and it didn't happen overnight. For yeah, sure. that's what's that's yeah. why I love to get the whole story. You know, that's what I that's what I I like the I like that you're starting from the beginning and talking about all this stuff because how does somebody work through that or a couple work through that and you know but just keep going on I don't want to cut you off because we're just at the beginning. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. Um, that's I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about your podcast yeah. in general is being able to hear how people start in, you know, complete monogamy, vanilla lifestyles and transition, especially the ones that do it with their partners, because it just feels like wholesome almost, even though it's like dirty sex. Yeah, totally. Like, I always feel like I, especially like the one I just put out, Roxy is into gangbangs and orgies. And, you know, you could say whatever you want about Roxy just reading the title, but a hundred percent of the people that will listen to that podcast episode will love Roxy and be like, she is a ray of sunshine. There's only positivity there. And I think that you can't imagine feeling that way about my guests, but because I get the whole story and I really talk to people and I, that's my purpose. Like, you know, I, that's what I love and that's what I want to do is show people that these are likable, positive, wholesome, quote unquote people, you know, like just not so dark or dirty, you know, and yeah. uh, that and that's a, there's a big difference. I love that you get that and appreciate it. And that's what I like. And I do also the other other thing that I like about my show is that, you know, a lot of people watch movies and they think that that's like what life is. I think that you need to hear the good and the bad and the ugly and the happy endings and the not so happy endings because that's like real life shit, you know. So anyway, yeah, it's like a 12 step program. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, you know, and I know that program. So anyway, go on. <laughs> so, so yeah, we, uh, it was super toxic. Um, eventually we, we took a break and we both thought it was like it. We were like, we tried the whole relationship thing again. It didn't work. We didn't trust each other. We just want to be done. Um, so we did. We took a break. He moved out of the apartment that we shared and um, got his own place. And from there, we really didn't talk at all for about four months. And finally, I I was kind of experimenting in my phone, looking at um, if you could find blocked messages. And I saw that he had texted me a couple times just asking how I was doing and I was sleeping around. I had a girl that I was, I was, you know, pretty interested in. And uh, I knew that he was, he was seeing someone as well. And I saw that he had messaged me a couple times and I messaged him back, unblocked his number. And I was like, you know, we'll just see where it goes. And um, we ended up hooking up that night. He came and got me in his car and then we just uh, 
drove up through the mountains, parked on the side of the road, and and had really good sex for a really long time, honestly. Yeah, unfortunately or fortunately, that kind of sex, like the one where you're not supposed to or you just broke up and you're like trying to not be with each other, is just always super hot. That taboo aspect yeah. definitely made it like very naughty, dirty, and, and it's fun. Yeah, totally. So after that night, both of us were like, oh, my God, we shouldn't have done that. And then we just could not leave each other alone again. And we basically got back together after that night. Um, And it was great. We were having crazy sex. Like it was just reigniting our passion. And I, I started to be a little bit more open with him about like some of my different kinks that I knew that you know, he might not be into, but he at least deserves to know that I like it. Like what um, kind of stuff did you put out there like, to him? Um, I told him that I really like to be like very roughly dominated. So not just like a little spanking or anything, but like punched in the face. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like really rough. And that's a turn. Wait, but it, that's a turn on to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh I love, God. like, like violent sex. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and then also I told him that, like, I was interested in, in pegging him and playing with his ass if he was open to it. Um, and eventually I told him that I missed having sex with girls. It was, like, four months after we had gotten back together. Right. And I was like, I, I really miss pussy. Like, I can't even deny it. I've been watching nothing but lesbian porn, and it's not doing <laughs> it for me anymore. Like, I need, I need a hall pass or something. You're like, and, I need my uh, fix. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, understandably, he was like, well, if you're going to fuck someone else, can I? And I was like, no. And that mindset, that, like, kind of childish, honestly, mindset of, like, I want to have my cake and eat it too, but I don't even want you to look at cake. Yeah. Was, you know, a, another source of contempt where I was like, I, I deserve it, but I don't want you to have the same pleasures in life. Yeah. yeah it's like human being 101. We're all like gross like that. <laughs> but we, yeah, but you're not supposed to be that way. But we all have been that way at some point in our life. Come on. So, so I kind of dropped it and I was like, you're definitely not fucking anyone else. And then, um, I started watching a lot of like threesome porn and stuff and trying to get myself comfortable with the idea of like another girl joining us in bed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I discovered something that I had never heard of before because it's not quite as common as like a cuck so to speak but cuck queening there you go yeah it wasn't it I, i've had like the first after i had that first girl on and i don't know if that's how you found my show but i i forget what her name was but she was the first one to bring up that term to talk about it i was like and she even said like it's just so hard to find porn that you know has that scenario and stuff and i feel like a lot of people have found my podcast because of that because there's not a lot of that kind of fantasy thing or whatever you want to call it that kink out there no one talks about it that much yet there's so many women I think that maybe might be into it yeah and I it's honestly like a really 
positive way to channel your jealousy. And I, like, yes. if you can get off on your jealousy, that's like, you won. You won over your insecurities. Yes, and I once read this is going like pretty far-fetched and I don't think that this is always the case, but there were some psychologists who talked about people who are very, very jealous. It's because they actually want to be doing that. It could signify yeah. a, a bisexual curiosity or, you know, an interest in that opposite sex that that intense jealousy could be that way. So yeah, I think it's super interesting that you could funnel it in a way that you make it a turn on instead of jealous. It's the same kind of energy, but you're taking it someplace else. Yeah, exactly. You're taking it from, you know, your your furrowed brow, your furrowed angry brow and putting it in your clit. Which yeah. Is really <laughs> a positive experience. Yeah, send that energy down to between your legs. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I did that for a while until I was, you know, the only thing I could even come to was like thinking about him fucking someone else. Wow. Okay. Um, and then I brought it up to him. I was like, Hey, you know, that conversation we had that, um, like maybe we could try a threesome. And he was like, you're, you're kidding. And he didn't believe it at first, obviously <laughs> just coming from such a jealous place originally and then transitioning to, all right, let's do it. Yes, I could imagine a guy even would think like, even if you are serious, that this could actually explode in her face, because how are you the jealous person actually going to be able to handle it? Exactly. Yeah. So, so we, we agreed. And then it definitely took a while. We laid out ground rules. And like, I had to become comfortable with seeing him turned on by other women. So we started like, watching a lot of porn together and uh and role playing honestly it was like the best part of it all i suppose until the real thing happened is like i would have him say things in my ear like imagine me fucking another girl like this or something like that or pretending i was her yeah and uh, and i was getting off to it like hard as fuck so <laughs> after yeah. After a few months of that, I was like, let's let's do it. Um, and we didn't really know where to start, which is actually how I did find your podcast as I was looking for <laughs> threesome recommendations on Spotify. Oh, no way. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, and eventually uh, we we decided to try it. But again, didn't really want to like sign up for websites and stuff. We were still working through some of those insecure parts in our relationship. And uh, I don't know. It just, it I, we felt like we wanted it to happen organically, like meeting someone yeah. at a bar or something um, before we went searching online because it almost made it like too real to be searching online for that. I totally understand um, the difference. Uh-huh. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. But it, as it turns out, it's really hard to find a girl who wants to fuck a couple organically when you're not in like a swingers club or something. Yeah, it's just duh, that's, bar. that's why they call it a unicorn because <laughs> it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, very uh, hard to find. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our first experience, what actually ended up happening, it was a huge mistake. Um, we had a couple of really good friends who... Um, I had introduced him to, or we'd been introduced to his girlfriend, 
the friend's girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, her and I really just hit it off. Like there was obviously some some sexual tension between the two of us. And um, we were all drinking. Her and I got a little handsy. And then, you know, that was kind of it for that night. But then um, her husband went out of town. And I I went over there and my partner did as well. So we were both over there drinking with her. And her and I started to get a little handsy again. And then it went a little further. And then we kind of pulled him into it. Um, we didn't want him to like sit on the sidelines and not be involved. But again, it was like we were all very, very drunk. And so a lot of the a lot of the evening is a little bit hazy, but I do know that we uh well, I engaged as much as possible with her and he, you know, hands, mouth, whatever, everything but the penetration. Could I ask you a quick question? Was that a part of your guys' rules at first, like no penetration for him with the woman? No, um, he just got a little uh, shy in the moment, uh-huh. I guess. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was, uh, I, we were all super drunk and the soldier would not stand at attention. I totally get it. <laughs> which, which was honestly like a good thing for that evening. Um, Otherwise, it definitely would have happened and it probably would have been a worse outcome. Okay, wait. So you wake up the next morning. And yeah, we uh, we kind of like get the flashbacks of what happened. And we're like, oh, my God, we fucked up so bad. Our homie's going to hate us. Uh, we're fucked. <laughs> right. And she she ended up telling him because she felt really guilty. And he honestly wasn't that angry. Like he, he had been um, hinting at them to go for a little bit more of an open relationship because we had told him about what we we were exploring. But he was like, "Yeah, like please don't do that behind my back." Kind of like, "Ouch," you know? Yeah. Um. So we're actually still friends with them. The relationship's like a little bit weird, but um, we only all hang out together now. It's never just like her and us. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'd let, let her. Hey, guys. Want to max out your erection and have mind-blowing sex every time? Well, then you need to get yourself a Tenuto 2 vibrator. The Tenuto 2 is an award-winning, flexible, wearable vibrator designed for men with women in mind. And that's because it has four motors that not only vibrate you in all the right places, it also vibrates your girl too. There are also eight preset vibrations and 16 intensities to choose from. And just like everything else nowadays, there's an app that goes with it. So you could customize your whole experience. Want a mind-blowing hands-free orgasm? I mean, duh, they get yourself a Tenuto too by Mystery Vibe. Go to mysteryvibe.com right now and use my code strictly15 and you're going to get 15% off. That's mysteryvibe.com. Use my code strictly15 for 15% off or just go to the description, click on the link and 15% is going to be automatically applied at checkout. Your package is going to arrive discreetly and there's a two-year warranty on every order. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring this episode. 
But yeah, I mean, that was the first experience. And as fun as it was to fuck her, it was definitely like a mistake because one of our rules that we did break was like no friends. None of our friends that are monogamous would be involved. Um, Oh, okay. So it was like that first experience was an automatic rule broken. Um, And so we had to adjust accordingly and you know, write down more rules about what went right with the evening, what went wrong, stuff like that. And um, about four months later, it was my 21st birthday. And uh, we went to a a big city, big party city, very different from where we're from. And um, I mean, I I remember maybe 12% of the trip, I was just off my ass for the whole time. As 21st birthdays go and um we we went with one of my really good friends who I've had a crush on forever and she was like very sexually open as well very like free-spirited kind of way um and she was sleeping on the sofa sleeper and we were sleeping in one of the bedrooms and we asked if she wanted to just come sleep in our bed and she said yes but wait a and second so, you're breaking the no friend rule again did that change no <laughs> oh okay. it is different with her like i we talked about her being an exception to that oh, rule okay, okay. because like we did know that it wouldn't harm our friendship with her oh okay because you were um, really super close with her yeah yeah okay. and we're, she's still my best friend in the whole world i love her so much but um yeah, so she came into the bed, and we honestly weren't really, like, planning on doing anything. Um, and then I was in the middle. She, I was, like, spooning her, and then my boyfriend was spooning me. And I felt him, like, kind of starting to cop a feel. And I, like, swatted his hand away a little bit. But she was, like, scooting her butt back into me. And so I knew that she knew what was happening. And she was, like, down with it. Um, and then he went under the blankets and started eating me out. And she started kissing me. And um, the whole the whole thing just kind of happened very fast. And absolutely no communication about it whatsoever. But we were just all kind of going at it in the next minute. Um, also a little bit tipsy. Just, yeah, having fun together and that was the first time that he um had sex yeah with another woman well had you ever had you ever fooling around with this friend before or fooled around with her before or was this the first time you and her hooked up it was it was the first time we've like made out and stuff before we've known each other since we were uh very very young right and so it had always just been like Oh, I like you. Like we'd we'd slap each other's ass and we could be naked in front of each other without it being weird or anything. And yeah, we'd kissed a few times, but it had never gotten like this far that physical mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so that happened. That was really fun. Um and we all just kind of agreed that like that was a a one time experience. I'd be down to fuck her again, but she's uh She's got a partner now that doesn't doesn't share, unfortunately. Right. Um, 
So yeah, just being very respectful of their boundaries together. I didn't want to push for that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like our second experience that way. And then after that, because unicorns are so hard to find, <laughs> I kind of brought up the idea of like, well, maybe we should just swap. And he was not into it at all at first. He was like, I don't know that I could handle that. Wouldn't want to see you like with another dude. I don't want another guy's dick in you at all. And I was like, all right, that's fair. You know, just because I'm into something doesn't mean you also have to be into something. Right. And uh, so and I guess I should probably clarify with the cuck queening thing. I think we're both more of like pleasure cucks. Like we want to be there and watch them, like each other be pleasured more so than like the humiliation, degradation. Totally. Yeah. It's funny because I talked to a lot of cucks, cuck queens, and more often than not, I'm talking to someone where the humiliation aspect isn't there. I've talked to the truest of cucks and I I don't think I've met one cuck queen yet who had that humiliation aspect. I don't think it always has to be there, but I think when you have that too, it's like the truest form of what a cuck or a cuck queen is. But a lot of people, it doesn't, it's not involved. It's not a part of it. Yeah, I I mean, I like being degraded, just not compared, <laughs> I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, like, I like being called like a stupid slut when I'm getting slapped, slapped around, but I definitely don't want him to say like, her pussy is tighter, because first of all, I don't think it would be true. <laughs> and second of all, it would hurt my feelings. So. <laughs> right, right. I get it. Um, shoot, where was I? So you were at the point where you're like, you know, you wanted to maybe do a swap and he was like, he oh, didn't yeah. want to see you with a guy. Yeah. And I was like, that's fine. That's okay. You know? So we really kind of put it on the back burner for a minute just because two experiences in a short period of time, both of them were, you know, a little bit outside of what we had set up for, yeah. for the rules. Yeah. Um, so finally we were just role playing one night and, uh, and he said something that I definitely did not expect. He said, um, I want you to imagine another guy in your pussy while he was fucking me. And I like looked up at him and I said, what the fuck did you just say? And I like <laughs> stopped the whole thing, crawled out from underneath him because I was absolutely in shock. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I could tell he was getting off on like saying that. And I was like, where where did this come do we let's have a conversation you know like pause on the sex olympics for a second (laughs) and so he was very embarrassed that i like paused it and didn't just go with it but i was like i have questions dude i did not know that that was what we that i did not know that that's what we were gonna incorporate for the evening because usually i'm just like i want you to talk about you know, fucking another girl or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he was like, I don't want to talk about it. And he felt super embarrassed. Like, we were a little bit tipsy. Um, so we just kind of stopped. And then a couple days later, I tried to bring it up. And I was like, were you, what did, what was that? And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then about a week later, it happened the exact same way again. But I just kind of went with it. And, um didn't didn't pause the sex 
and he got off on it. And so I was like, well, there might be something here after all. Right. And so I, I tried to very gently bring it up a couple times, but I knew that he was conflicted because he was like possessive. And also it's a lot easier, I think, for a bisexual woman to be like, yeah, I'm down to watch you fuck another girl because I'm also into girls. Like, I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot harder for a man who's not necessarily, like, into men like that or not comfortable with being into men like that um, to admit that same kind of thing because it's, like, that masculinity totally. tuck thing. Yes, that whole stigma. Brain. Yeah, we talk about so much on my show. It's- I know. It's so stupid. And also, it's stupid that more men aren't willing to admit they're bisexual. Yeah. And the minute they do, because listen, I grew up in a time where it wasn't even that way for women. It shifted. There was a, a complete shift where it became cool to be like integral. And every girl's like, I, I have a girl crush. And I'm, you know, and like, girl crush this, girl crush that. And so many people were copping to it. But I, I, there was a time where that wasn't even the case for women either. So it'll change eventually for guys. It's just, you know, yeah. it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I think it's starting to come, become more normalized in society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely there just is that st- stigma and he was raised in a very like men are men are men household totally um, mm-hmm. and so you know I understood that he wasn't comfortable with coming clean with that but I was like all right when, whenever you're ready <laughs> yeah and, right you uh, know it's there right yeah exactly yeah and it was also during this time that like I started pegging him like he became open to me like full on wearing a strap on and pegging him, mm-hmm. um, which I am super into because I'm I'm a total switch. I love being submissive as much as I love to be dominant, and uh-huh. I tend to be more dominant with women than men. But just kind of that like power swapping dynamic was really fun, mm-hmm. and we were both super into it. So. You know, just just another fun little avenue to explore together while we're exploring 85 other avenues. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, I was, you know, kind of experimenting with him anally and um, really enjoying that. And eventually he was like, all right, you know, I, I think I could probably be down with a full swap instead of just trying to find a girl. And I was like, all right. And again, I'm I'm not super into men. Like it typically takes an emotional connection or you have to be like really hot for me to be into you as a guy. <laughs> okay. And I've also never considered myself like much of a size queen, so to speak. But right. my my boyfriend's got a large penis. And so that's... You're I'm, used I'm to it. That I would say, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I definitely don't want to go, you know, much smaller than than what I'm accustomed to. Um, so it, it was really hard to find a guy that that was, you know, up to both of our standards. Um, but we did end up getting online and making a profile, and um, we messaged with a few couples, but. One of the hard things about being so young and being in the lifestyle is like you're either fetishized for your age because they think you're like innocent and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know. It's like that age fetish. Yeah, a little gross. Thing. It could be a little gross. Yeah, I don't know, right? 
a little creepy. Yeah, and there's yeah. like 75 year olds trying to hit us up because yeah. they see that we're in our early 20s and we're like, eh. mm-hmm. and also <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of people our age in the lifestyle yet. You know, it's becoming more normalized to not be monogamous even as you are very young, but for the most part, these couples have been married 10, 15 years. And, totally, yeah. And it's we just don't fit in that way. We don't have a lot in common with people who are 25 years our senior other than sex. Um, so, so it took a while, but we did find like a, a younger couple. They weren't exactly our age, but... Um, I don't really have a problem with older women mm-hmm. as long as they're not that like fetishizing us being super young. Right. Um, totally. How old were was the couple that you wound up meeting? They were in their early 30s. Oh, OK. That's not bad at all. I mean, I know yeah. that when you're like in your early 20s, everything seems old, but that's not really that old <laughs> compared to no, early 20s. I don't really have an age limit. I just find it harder to find people that I would sleep with yeah of that course. are older than like 45 yeah and that's even old I don't know I just remember just thinking people were so old like when I was in my 20s like anyone in their 40s was like so old but 30 you know early 30s I think is like a, a, a fine you know if you're looking around someone your peers or someone around your age yeah. range you know that's the early 30s is fine or it's, For sure. yeah so go on and there's some fine ass 45 year olds like I got, I got to admit, there are some beautiful, beautiful men and women out there. And typically people in the lifestyle, you know, take care of themselves, take care of their bodies. And, and they do their best to look appealing for the people they're fucking. So, right. I so appreciate that. What was it about um, this couple? Was it mostly their age? Was it that he had a big dick? I mean, what was it about them that they, you know... So for our first swap, our, I guess, requirements were Uh a little bit different than like what we would look for now. Uh We were mainly looking for like people we wouldn't feel intimidated by. I don't know if that's mean, but. No, that makes sense. Yeah, just very down to earth, um, not super attractive at first. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why that was one of our rules, but both of us felt the same way about it. So, yeah, we we wanted someone who wasn't like a looker, but also wasn't ugly. Um, (laughs) I could totally understand. I could understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, you know, for the first experience, making sure that we're both okay with it. And like your first experience always brings up some jealousy that you might have thought you were over or even into that, you know got got a little bit of hurt feelings and so that was just a way to mitigate it I guess yeah listen I think it's actually super smart that you guys thought of that beforehand you know some people might realize that after you know but it's very self-aware of the both of you to cop to that or know that that would be a thing for both of you up front to say that and I think anyone listening is like oh yeah duh that actually makes sense you know but I don't know that a lot of people would actually put that together beforehand so that's great that you you had that requirement or came up with that ahead of time yeah, and it's not as um, not as stringent anymore just yeah. because we are a bit more experienced and mm-hmm. comfortable with ourselves and relationship and stuff. But I think for the first experience, it was definitely maybe not necessary, but helpful 
in in having us gain confidence in singing. Yeah. And like I said, I love that you bring that up because it's like if somebody's finding my podcast, like you went looking at one time or they're listening and they're in, you know, they haven't done it yet. I mean, maybe they're going to hear this and be like, oh, maybe we should take that into consideration. You know, I mean, that's how you learn by listening to other people's stories. So it's, exactly. you know, these yeah, little details are so important. Yeah. So, uh, so we actually, we, we have a rule that still stands even now that like we want to meet you in person first, go out to dinner or something with no expectations and just see if we get along, if our rules are, you know, correlating yeah. the same kind of way um, and everything like that. And so we did meet them for dinner and drinks and we all got along really well. We were super fucking nervous and they were very understanding because we did tell them it was our first time. And a lot of people don't want to, don't want to be with first timers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, full swapped before, regardless of the sexual experiences we've had. Um, yeah. I've heard that from professional couples that they're not into that because of, you know, all the things that could go, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but just before we even went, we had all of our boundaries, rules, everything like that discussed and laid out. So we didn't seem as, it wasn't like we just decided to to do it and then went out and found a couple to do it with. Right. You were very uh, thought out. So it wasn't like you were a lot of yeah, the issues exactly. and reasons why they would not want to be with a first time couple. You guys didn't have those because you had been you're so you're just great at communicating with each other and you're very upfront. So what happened that first night? I mean, when you go out and meet them for dinner, is it like, okay, we like you, we'll hook up another time? Or is it if it goes down and dinner's okay, you're, it's going to go down that night? So we decided not to not to sleep with them that night because we were, again, both nervous and just wanted to like prep a little bit more mentally before it actually happened. Uh-huh. Um, but we did get along with them really well. And we actually made plans to like meet up at their house the next weekend. Mm-hmm. So we went home and... Uh, fantasized and you know did our thing together to like mentally prepare us for what was going to happen and then went over to their house and um, I actually bought a, a swingers game online that's it's not like cards against humanity but it's like never have I ever swingers edition oh interesting is it good yeah honestly it's pretty good and they have a lot of expansion packs um look up what it's called actually. So it has, yeah, I'll put it on my social media. So it has like it prompts up conversations so you could get talking about things. Yeah, it was like whoever sucked the most dick, uh, take two shots or what was another one? Like your, oh, the person who has slept with the most people and the person who has slept with the least make out for like 25 seconds so it's kind of like oh that's like fun yeah 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 that's interesting yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was uh it was it was actually really fun we were like four questions in before we started uh (laughs) making our way to the bedroom because yeah (laughs) we were just all super into it um so yeah we ended up sleeping with them at their house we did well, okay, we didn't full swap because her partner came pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like, she was on top of me 
eating me out and he was fucking her and then my boyfriend was fucking my mouth and he he just was it's too much for him. <laughs> yeah yeah oh too my God. Much. So i was like that's okay you know um and we just kind of kept going while he sat back and then um my boyfriend was like is it okay if i if i fuck her and i was like yeah and so i kind of just sat back and and watched for a little bit and uh i i have a preference for him not to come just because i like to have him come when he's when we're having like that reclaiming sex oh um, interesting obviously he'd mm-hmm. prefer to come but it's kind of hard for him sometimes in front of people so um yeah he did he fucked her really hard for like a good minute and her partner and i were just laying on the bed like i had my vibrator on and he was honestly just laying there enjoying the view and so it was kind of like watching live porn um but it's your partner and this other guy's partner yeah and, and that was fun and now when you say like that that's one of your rules that he can't come he's and because you like oh no it's not a rule i just prefer not to he he definitely tried to but we also have like when we play with other people we of course use protection and so he's not used to wearing protection normally oh right of course Uh uh-huh so that helps him to not come (laughs) yeah yeah so afterwards like we all showered together and then uh we ended up, I think we ended up playing like Uno or something before we left. Oh my God, <laughs> I love the games that you guys play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were all just nude sitting in their living room playing Uno or some shit. Hilarious. And then we we left. We went to go drive home and uh, we were still, you know, pretty reared up. He hadn't come yet. So we pulled to the side of the road and into a little like business depot and finished up there because that kind of sex afterwards because i always ask and people always tell me 100 percent of the time the sex after that it just you know it's like top of the mountain and it just adds to your intimacy with your partner if you're down you know for something like that yeah and and we're both like pretty into public stuff too so like pulling over on the side of the road and and going in the back seat it was really fun as well right um yeah so we finished up like that and that was our first like full swap experience we're probably going to do it again pretty soon um we did decide not to do it with the same couple just because we weren't as into the dude as like we were into the girl oh interesting he, mm-hmm. he's very much so like wants to see me get fucked with with a guy with a big dick because he knows how I react with him versus um, how I would with something quite a bit smaller and he wants to see me get that pleasure. So Now, didn't your boyfriend admit eventually to you because I know that you touched upon it um, but we didn't get into it totally that he is into guys or he's not into guys. What well, is he into guys or he's just into he's watching you with a guy? So he's by comfortable like I don't think he'd seek out a relationship with a man he gets grossed out by the thought of kissing a man but he's admitted that he's like very down to suck a dick or like fuck a guy in the butt right (laughs) Mm -hmm. which I don't understand (laughs) 
how you're not into the kissing part, but like you could do the other stuff. But yeah, he just he's comfortable like finding men attractive and stuff now. And it took a long time for him to even like come out and admit that just because of the household he was raised in and the social stigmas right. around it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he finally did, it kind of made it fun because now we're looking for, you know, fully bisexual couples to that would enjoy both partners. It's not like she's getting just him out of it or I'm getting just him or vice versa. It's kind of like all of us. I don't know. It's almost more like an orgy experience than a swap. Yeah, totally. And that's why I was wondering if you guys had ever looked into that. And that's what you're looking into now. The to so that he could be with a guy he's never has since he's copped to it with you and he he didn't he hasn't had any experience before you that was like on the DL or anything like that right yeah yeah I uh I honestly I was a little bit pushy in getting him to admit it just because I'd always kind of had a feeling um he's not feminine by any means but he takes really good care of himself he always you know compliments men's haircuts stuff like that like he notices the things that a lot of men don't notice Mm -hmm. and he's you know got a lot of um really good hygiene qualities he's just (laughs) a little bit more taken care of than most straight men I've met oh my god that's hilarious Um, and that's what you think is the tell yeah that and like he's a little bit more emotional I tend to be very dominant outside of the bedroom in our relationship Mm -hmm. and I have a lot of like the masculine qualities of being in a relationship and he's a little bit more submissive outside of the bedroom right but that Um, would make sense to why you're also into girls you know you you're you have those both parts of you so maybe that masculine part of you is so down for women and his that little feminine not feminine but that part of him that you say that you see as well maybe a little softer yeah yeah maybe that's the part of him that is down for a guy now when it comes to guys do you guys have the same taste um mm. Mm. sometimes sometimes I I'm so picky with like I like weird looking dudes you have to have unique features in uh-huh. order for me to find you attractive almost any woman you put in front of my face I'm like yeah smash like <laughs> love it she's beautiful <laughs> yeah. um, but men I have to have like very unique strong features to it or I'm just not as into it I I don't know I'm very picky with men and he recognizes like the same kind of attractiveness that I do, but he's also into like traditionally good looking men more so than me. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I honestly, like even when we're finding couples or talking to couples, my focus and attention isn't, isn't on the man except for his penis. Right. <laughs> I care about that a little bit more. Um, than what they look like well look at gay men I mean gay men the gay men like uh, you know are always have like the best bodies or super good looking you know Uh, and I think that men are very visual that way I feel like women we can be attractive attracted to a man for 
a lot of other reasons than his looks, okay? That's why you walk around, you see, you know, tens with fives because you're like, what the fuck is going on there? But, you know, I don't know. Like, if you put all my guys I ever fucked or liked or was attracted to in a room, you there would be no... Nothing that made sense except for the fact that I they just made me horny and I don't know why because it wasn't because they exactly. were like they they had a hot face a gorgeous face most guys just don't have gorgeous faces you know I'm sorry women there's more pretty women than there are like factually good looking men that's another thing too I mean it's just a fact right I wholeheartedly agree yeah I just think women are like easy to look at well that's because then- but you also women have hair extensions they have fake eyelashes they have makeup there's reasons why there's more attractive women than men you know so yeah. i think that that has to do with it too but wait we're because we're i we have 10 minutes left and i just want to make sure that we have you know had got the full picture of all your stories i was assuming we did that last threesome with that the first full swap that you had, is that your last experience that you have had? And have you ever discussed like, um, you know, hooking up solo or is it always going to be with you guys something that you do together? Yeah, that was our last like experience, I guess, so to speak. Um, We've been talking to a couple couples and Mm -hmm. a lot of them just live far from us. So it's hard to schedule everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, we talked a little bit about solo play. I'm not super into, like, not being there if it's with a, him and a girl. Yeah. I like to watch. I like to be there. I don't I don't want, like, the aftermath of it. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. even a video I don't think I'd be super into. Mm-hmm. Um, but more so it would be, like, if we found a girl that was a good play partner um, for me. And her and I could play separately or like play first and then he walks in on it. Get the party started kind of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like more so what we do solo unless we had a girlfriend. Um, and that's something else I don't think I mentioned is like we are monogamish. Um, we prefer that term to swingers just because we are open to other avenues, aspects and whatever. Um, but more so like I would eventually like a girlfriend that's consistent. Um, and, and he's open to that, but it's hard to have more than two people in a relationship when you already have been together for so long. And it's like the dynamic of your and her relationship, his and her relationship is it's like nine relationships instead of just one. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I remember the first unicorn who I had on my show and talk about, you know, how she felt sometimes left out and not taken into consideration, you know, because when you're not part of that primary relationship, a lot of times... You know, it just feels different, you know, for, for for that person. And, you know, so there's a lot to consider there is all I'm saying, you know, and I think that a lot of people don't consider that. I know I never thought of it until this person came on and started talking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, duh. You know, and, and then other women talked about it. So when you are that third person, even if it's a polyamorous relationship, if you come in late in the game, I mean, there's a lot of things that could you know, not go wrong, but, you know, there's a, like I said, there's just a lot to take into consideration and from that person's perspective, because you and your partner are together the first, you know, first and foremost. 
So where does yeah, that person we, fit we, in? We never want to date a girl and have her feel excluded or anything. Right. Or yeah. Like, she isn't, like her relationship with us is separate from our relationship because that wouldn't be like a true girlfriend. It'd be like a side piece. And that's right. definitely not how we'd want to make anyone that we would bring in feel. So right. that is that is a big consideration for us. And also that is definitely something that we'd prefer to happen organically. Like if we find a girl, we like the way she fucks and it becomes consistent that way. That's totally cool. But we're not like looking to date a unicorn just because we're open to having a girlfriend. And we're also not looking to add one for sure. You know, like it's it's up for debate. It's a possibility of it happening. I would love it to happen because threesomes right. are fun. Right. And you, your needs. I mean, you have a strong sexual interest, right? Attraction to women. And you always want that in your life and need that. It would be a lot easier if you just had that one steady person, you know, that yeah. you, that was within your relationship that you could share with your partner. Um, did, have you ever, because you did talk a lot about dating, uh, you know, fooling around with women. Did you ever date a woman before you were with this guy or at any other time? Um, I, very loosely dated a couple of girls but more so um either I was being a unicorn for a couple or I was bringing a girl into past relationships stuff like that um so it was more so like that where I had friends that I would fool around with it wasn't it wasn't so much dating as like girls would know that I was bisexual right? because I've always been very open about it. And mm -hmm. they'd be like, Hey, I, I want to experiment. And I'm like, okay, hop in. Um, <laughs> it was more like, you know, me being a sexual awakening for a lot of these girls. Yeah. So now so let's come full circle. I mean, we started the episode talking about all this jealousy, you know, here you were in the beginning of this relationship, both of you, a lot of baggage of distrust with each other and just not, you know, just now you're, you've had full swabs, you've been with other people, you've really put everything that you're into on the table with each other. Is, do you feel like doing all that kind of stuff helped you trust each other more? Oh, hell yeah. I think when you enter this kind of realm of you know, you're deciding with your partner not to be monogamous. You're also deciding that I have to trust you. Otherwise, this isn't going to work at all. Yeah. And if I don't trust you and I don't voice that to you, then this is going to go wrong. Like, there's always going to be something that fucks it up. One of us. And I've heard that a lot from people in the lifestyle is like, a lot of young people don't last because they don't communicate about their jealousy yeah. or they get in to save their relationship when in all actuality, our relationship was in the best place it had ever been when we decided to do that. And the communication came, the communication about, you know, adding people into our sex life came from both of us being more comfortable in the relationship and not the opposite. Right. And it's almost like being able to talk about or being open to talking about <clears throat> those insecurities only helps them to go away. And, you know, I think that there's, because even in the best of 
open relationships. People will always say, you know, of course, jealousy will come up still, even after all, you know, even after years of swinging or being open, you know, there could be situations that come up, but you have to be able to feel safe enough to bring that up, talk to your partner about it and know that they'll be cool with it. And I think that, you know, that's just all communication. I don't even think I just made sense, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's so much easier to communicate now versus when we were holding our jealousy, like against each other. Exactly. It's yes. Not, it's not a fight. It's a conversation. Mm-hmm. And you both cop to it. And, you know, maybe like you're little, you know, maybe that psychologist or whatever. I read that one time where we talked about how intense jealousy could be just the attraction to that same sex partner that that person is like you're worried that they're going after or something but it's because maybe it's on some level you want it so maybe because you I mean you were always putting that on the table but now you could really experience it with him and maybe because he was really able to cop to it he you know there's more trust there because you don't have to be hold there's no secrets I mean maybe his his you know fake accounts was him like looking at gay porn or something you know <laughs> who knows you don't know but he doesn't have to hide anything from you anymore you know everything yeah we're just very open with each other and like there's still kinks and stuff like that that we're exploring with one another and like becoming more comfortable about talking about when it's you know, it's maybe taboo, extra taboo or embarrassing. And we try things in the bedroom and sometimes one of us isn't into it. Sometimes we're both not into it, but we're trying it because, you know, we're communicating about wanting to explore. I really am so thankful to grow up in this day and age because I never, like, of course, my family wasn't super, like, cool with me being a whore. Um, yeah. <laughs> so young, but I, I was cool with it and I never had their guilt and their shame around sex affect my views on it and I think that saved me a lot of trauma because I could only imagine you know being married right now to someone who is vanilla and I I would end up cheating I would I'm not monogamous I have no interest in being vanilla and I don't want to cheat on someone so to to kind of avoid all three feet all three of those things I've I've just accepted, you know, I am definitely a slut and I do, as the motto of the show says, let my freak flag, freak flag fly. There you go. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. I definitely think that, you know, kids are more evolved than their parents. I mean, that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, you should be less oppressed than your parents. You know, your parents are grew up in a different time than you. That's why they have that guilt. But you grew up, you know, so many years later and you don't have that. And that's great. That's the law of nature. And uh, I always say I was born in the wrong time because I, I was more like how girls are nowadays when I was super young, but I was considered a slut in a bad way. I had a lot of repercussions because <laughs> of the way that I was and I was I and I even just I put on myself because I felt like not normal because I didn't fit into like the two boxes that existed. And now, yeah. you know, I what I think is so great for you younger people and I say it all the time is the labels and all the different people you could like, words you could use for yourself. It does help because it makes you feel like you belong somewhere and there are other people like you and that's like wonderful. So thank you so much for calling in. I really 
love your story. I love how self-aware you are. I love all the things that you're trying and doing. And I love how real your story is. Like I said, it's not perfect. It's not the perfect story. That's uh, that I fucking hate those kinds of stories. This is bullshit. I like real true <laughs> stories and your story's great. It's, it was, it's super interesting. And you know, you're going to have to call in again when you have more d- experiences and d- learn more things about having an open relationship at such a young age. Yeah, I definitely will. One of our goals is to eventually like be part of an orgy and, and go to clubs and stuff. So yeah, we finally reach that goal. Yes, that's when you call back in for sure. That is awesome. And maybe when your guy has been with men too. I mean, you have a lot to experience. You know, you guys just started. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's been a fun journey so far. And it'll continue to be fun yeah it's great so listen if you could send me any kind of pics like i do like anonymous pics on my uh patreon if you want to you could send me in a couple anonymous pics and i'll post it there but not of your face most girls do but if you don't it's totally fine yeah i'll send a couple in yeah not your face like i said you just take you know your face is not in i say not not x-rated i don't want x-rated things i don't make porn nothing's nothing wrong with porn but I don't do that, but they could be R-rated. Like people, the girls always send me sexy pics. They could definitely be sexy pics. Um, send them to my Patreon. People could go there to see those. And thank you again. Like I said, thanks so much for calling in. I, I'm hoping that this is like, you know, just the first time I talk to you and I'll be talking to you again soon. Yeah, it was a pleasure to talk to you. I'm a big fan of your show and can't wait to hear it. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.